Hello, Wigs and Snatchettes, for the second time, because you didn't press record. Uh, welcome back to uh, another episode of the You Get Snatched podcast. You're here with the Dark Lord of Northwest and the Queen of Jalof and South London, Latoya, Woo-hoo! in the house. Yeah. Um, and so, as you already know, uh, the You Get Snatched episodes is almost like our interim uh, season uh, before we deliver season four to you. So if you have got dilemmas that you would like us to snatch or things that you want us to talk about, please feel free to get in touch. You can get in touch uh, via contact at snatchpodcast.com. Um, if you're not listening or giving us a follow already, please feel free to follow us at Snapchat Podcast on Instagram. And you can listen to this podcast on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, and now Amazon. There Jeff, you go. Use it. We're the besties with Jeff Bezos, so it's cool. So this episode is called Tells, Tells from the Timeline, where uh-huh. we're going to be basically reviewing and dissecting uh, infamous posts that have happened on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, and then equally... Oh, yeah, I was going to say LinkedIn, because LinkedIn said it's a bit of like a social it's media a bit of half a mess. now. Yeah, I, I know. What's going on, on LinkedIn? I'm really not sure what I think about LinkedIn anymore, uh, but we'll discuss that as well. We'll discuss that as well. Um, um, so, yeah, kick it off with the first the first post. Uh, yeah, that's where so ahead. our favourite blonde influencer, Molly May Haig, for those who don't know who she is, I didn't know who she was before she was on Love Island. I'm a Love Island stan. I do enjoy it year in, wow. year out. Uh, but Molly May was or is an influencer who uses YouTube and Instagram to make her point. And um, she rose to infamy infamy on um, Love Island, I believe, season five, where she was with Tommy Fury, who's a boxer. Um, and she is basically now the creative director of Pretty Little Thing. She owns her own fake tan line called Filter by Molly May. Uh, and she loves to wear designer items. You know, she was burgled, unfortunately, which was horrible. But she does like to flash her Gucci, her Roland Cartier, her uh, Tom Godman, Ford, her but yeah. when you can think of she's she she shows it so she recently did an interview with is his name Stephen Bartlett yeah right? Stephen Bartlett Stephen Bartlett who is a, a dragon on the den right at the moment yes yeah and he has a YouTube series that I picked I've dipped in and out of where he interviews CEOs or uh, and on how they made it how they became successful and if you don't know I'm sure you have seen by now there's a clip floating around of Molly May telling us all that we all have the same 24 hours as Beyonce so if she can make it we can too mm-hmm. and this created an absolute social media for all um Stephen himself <laughs> did defend molly on linkedin he did he did yeah <sighs> which we'll get into we'll in get a into that in a yeah. yeah um but i just think it was so tactless of molly i'm sure she knows now how tactless she was mm. but i don't understand this whole narrative of girl bossing and I guess man bossing too, where everyone needs to be like having a side hustle where they're getting rich. Everyone mm. needs to be rich. Like all this stuff is not accessible to majority of the British British public. Realistically, it's not. And I just don't understand why some of these influencers don't acknowledge the degree of luck that they've had in order to have the success that they have. Because Molly May is an able-bodied blonde white woman. Mm-hmm. I, besides maybe Patricia Bright, I cannot think of another black influencer in this country Mm. who has had the leverage, even if they have more engagement, even Mm. if they have more, they probably don't have more followers. I mean, she's pretty well followed, but even if they have the same engagement, if not better, the better style, better content, who is on the level that she is, because actually 
they're black. So even if they've got the same 24 hours... Agreed. They're not given the same opportunities. And what about people who... The single mums... Oh, I'm sorry. They might have to get up at four o'clock to go to work, get back in time to take little Jimmy to school at eight. Mm -hmm. So what should she have done? Oh, oh, Molly Mae, the people who work on the factory floor at Pretty Little Thing, who get paid nothing. Okay. To sew the cheap dresses that they sell for 99p on the site. God knows. Sorry if you love Pretty Little Thing, but I just, uh, no. Um, (laughs) I just don't love it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, um... Yeah, this this stuff that they're, they're sewing very cheaply. So should Susanna, who works in the factory, the pretty little thing in Leicester, are you trying to tell me that she can also become creative director because she knows how to sew the clothes? Let's get the answers, babe. So <laughs> you were... Take yeah, it away. I, so you know what? To be fair, I think what she... Um, I, I do think she was she was very tone deaf, and it was a little bit disappointing because actually I know people were saying that you know she's twenty two like she made a mistake and stuff like that. And I, yeah, I agree, but actually because she's twenty two, she's part of that generation, so she should know better. For me Definitely. personally, that's what I feel. I think obviously in the interview she's talking about you know technically everyone's got the same twenty four hours of Beyonce, and I think what she was trying to say was you know what you have like one life the hours mm-hmm. that you've got in a day make them work if you want to dream dream big go for it don't let yes. anyone put you down etc etc I know it's difficult for some of you because you're in different circumstances yeah. etc if she said it like that I don't think it would have come across the way it came across because it did come across really insensitive very tone deaf it's like she's not connected to reality at all no. it was just a really ignorant kind of thing to say actually very um, and, you know, she was talking about, like, you know, she's worked really hard to obviously get where she needs to get to. And I don't want to be on here and discredit and invalidate her hustle. But mm. these times there, I don't really hear about Molly May before she went on Love Island. Let's face it, basically, babe, the reasons why you are famous is because you, your pum-pum and your tun-tun looks good in a bikini on Love Island and you're with Tommy <laughs> and you're trying to sell this, like, you know, white young couple goals that people yeah. need to aspire to be. And these times there, they're not... It's, it's really unattainable. Um, you know, she's become this creative director of Pretty Little Things. I would like to know if she has a degree in any sort of creativity or fashion. Mm. Um, I'm not too sure. Um, but, you know, obviously Pretty Little Things or the CEO wanted to get her because obviously she's got a really big following. So I think she yeah. just needs to be a little bit more sensitive to actually other people's experiences. And you are I right. Agree. like you know the 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 master years she's got the two kids she's a single parent she's got to wake up at four o'clock in the morning get the kids ready you've got jack running up the wall you've got alice screaming not putting on the <laughs> I love that you've got the ready. Yeah, it's true. she's <laughs> trying to true. get things ready to then drive them to school but that obviously she's working two jobs so i think that it was just very very unsensitive very tender, yeah. um and i was just like yeah that's just not really okay um yeah. and i know we'll get into kind of like the influencer culture in a, in, uh, in a minute but the other post that she had like a few, a few weeks after she obviously done that um podcast um mm. and obviously social media exploded she then advertised for someone to look after like her social media or something like that and she was say, the salary was between eight 16 to 18 grand but was, she wanted them to have a bachelor honors yeah. degree a bachelor of art degree and i was thinking to myself this again you look at what you're you've just been dragged for being insensitive and tone deaf right and now i'm not appreciating other people's experience and a level of privilege that you have um and you want to recruit someone who has a BA honours degree pay them 16 to 18 grand darling let me tell you something the last time I checked earning 16 grand ain't gonna pay off for that student loan so 
if you have ad bitch, what you would have did is you should have said, yeah. actually, I want someone to manage my social media, school leaver with no GCSEs, et cetera, et cetera, paying us 45 grand. You're a multimillionaire. You mm-hmm. can afford the, the 45 grand. Yeah. Like, come on now, stop it. So I think that she didn't really help herself at all. No, And it's no. just like, come on, babes. And I do mm-hmm. like, I do like her. I think, you yeah. know, I enjoyed her in Love Island. I wouldn't say that she was, you know, my favourite. Amber was my favourite. Um, but yeah, I'm just a bit like, Come on, Molly. And these yeah. Sunday, you're supposed to be big ass creative director of pretty little things. And another thing, when I see you post your pictures, I don't really see you wear a lot of PYT stuff. You're wearing the Balenciaga, the Tom Ford, the Gucci, all of this jazz. Rep your brand. Yeah. Rep your brand. I agree. She's not wearing it because she knows that it's not good quality in itself. Like she knows yeah. what it is. She wouldn't, she can wear it. She can wear the nice pieces, but. As someone who's ordered from Pretty Little Thing, I'm going to tell you, you might as well go Primark. Because I, okay. as I said, you remember, I said offline you were. Did yeah. anyone, myself, London peoples, remember Risky Business? Risky. Risky. One in Peckham. Yeah. There was one in Lewisham. And when one it was in Kensal, one uh, in uh, Kilburn. Kilburn. Yeah. Yeah. When it was time for me to go find a little outfit for Raven. Yeah. Risky. That's what we went. <laughs> and all it is, is Risky has now become PLT, it's become misguided. It's all yeah. the cheap tax that you see in the market. And you would turn your nose up. Sunday market in Vauxhall, I don't know if people know about that one, Woolworth Road. When you used to go, yeah. you wanted to get your little outfits, like was a little bit yeah. street hoe, make it classy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go there. And all that's happened is this is now the norm. This is now we're buying it online and we're paying 30 to 40 pounds for something that we would turn our nose up at 10 years ago mm. if you saw mm. it in the market. So I need Molly May to learn from this mm. because she has to accept her privilege. She has to accept that you can't be paying people 16,000 pounds when they've got a degree. Come on now. Um, exactly. She needs to recognize that if you are, if you are, creative if, if it was me and i'm a creative director pretty little thing i really know that it's got this reputation that it's mm. fast fashion it's not sustainable Absolutely. what are you using your platform to do to change those things as creative director yeah. because i think his name's umar i think his name is i don't think he he's rich he doesn't really care yeah. he lives in dubai i think or one of the united emirates somewhere and he's living his best life he's a multi-millionaire but you're mm. not coming and you've been made a millionaire from it. Now use your platform to do good. Because I tell you something, these Gen Z people are unforgiving, you know. That's where you get cancelled. A hundred percent. And this cancel culture is massive. massive. Like, I don't feel that she should get cancelled. No, I mean, But, like, I'm like, because I know everyone, like, you know, you're human and, yeah. you know, like, everyone makes mistakes. But, yeah, to your point, these Gen Z, yeah, they are savage. Like, savage. they don't necessarily care. And I think sometimes it is, I, I know we're going to get on to kind of, like, the influencer lifestyle. Yeah. And, you know, how they portray, like, the perfect life. But it's actually quite, I think they need to think about how they portray the reality. So when you're having yeah. a shit day, when you're suffering from mental health, like, all that, I think you need to post that on your social media because I think people will connect more with the human side of it because people are just connecting and they're bigging up and they're promoting like this almost like um godlike figure they put you in the yeah. pedestal. So therefore, when you make a mistake, it's <laughs> a wrap. And they will wrap you up nicely like a donut kebab. Nice, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like a donut kebab. We. Over. So that actually leads me on to the second thing that was uh, blown up in the timeline last week. And then we'll come back, circle back yeah. to the influencer culture. So a YouTuber called Jordan Cheyenne. I've never heard of her. 
I think no. she used to be homeless or something. I don't know. She's got a sob story. But she has a YouTube channel, right? Right. And this video is actually not very recent. I think it might be from last year at some point. But it, it does the rounds. You know, social media, someone finds a clip and it does the rounds. And it circles back. And it yeah. circles back. Yeah. So I believe in this video, her dog died. R.I.P. Right. Doggy. Dog died. And <laughs> she got her son up in the video. Now, the son is really crying. He's proper yeah. upset. Mommy, my God, my dad, <laughs> crying. She's like, she needs to get the thumbnail for the video for YouTube. So she right. grabs him closer and says, cry harder. No, 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 no. Turn your head like this. And then she's making the face freezing with the crying tears. She's like, cry harder. But these times the boy's already crying. So Ooh. she basically forgot to edit that part out of the vlog. So she, mm-hmm. I think she has an editor is the story. And they forgot to take that bit out. So this bit was left in and everybody saw it in the video. I'm screaming. And was like, you mother effing fraud. What? So it's this thing of creating content that is so inauthentic. And when you're caught out on that, I mean, she gave a sub story saying she's not going to put her child in the vlogs no more. And no, this is not about you protecting your child. <laughs> this is about what are you doing to your child off camera? Because yeah, the fact of the matter is, is that that child is, is having an emotional moment. And this is where I have a problem with people who use their children for clicks or for likes. Right. Right. I'm very sorry if like you're somebody who does this and you feel that you're doing it responsibly, responsibly. That's good. I'm, I'm happy for you. But I know in some countries around the world, I believe even in Thailand, you're not allowed to, you, you're not mm. allowed to set up a profile on behalf of your child Mm. and um, but act as if you are them to get likes and clicks because the child has not given their consent to have 100%. themselves on social media. So what I, what I don't understand about influencer culture is the, they have, you are the one who's giving us the content. We're not asking you. You're giving mm. us the content. So why not put your best foot forward? Like you said about show us the low days. If you really don't want to us to put you on a godlike pedestal and then say, well, I didn't yeah. ask for this. Yeah. Why don't you show us those moments? And if you feel that you don't want to show them at all, then don't put, just keep it business. Here's my mm. haul. Here's my makeup tutorial. Here's how I cook a chicken in the oven. Keep it simple. Yeah. You don't need to do the day in the life. Like Molly May, she'll show us every part of our household. Every part, upstairs, yeah. downstairs, bathroom. I can tell you where she changed her knickers in the morning. I can tell you where her car was parked. And then your house got burgled. Yeah. Too fast. Too fast. Too fast. Because you want to flaunt your wealth and you want to show us, like, it's this weird thing of you want to be validated by the wealth that you've made. But let me tell you, I don't know what Steve, I don't know where Steve Jobs ever changed his boxes. I couldn't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't tell you. I mean, we don't know where Beyonce's is. Uh, Andy, you know I mean? I've never so, seen Beyonce's bathroom. There you go. We've all got 24 hours, hours. but Beyonce ain't putting herself out there like that, right. Molly Beige. Right. <laughs> and a lot of these YouTubers, a lot of influencers telling us, showing every part, there's nothing left. There's no sacred part of their lives for mm. the sake of a queen. Mm. So I don't understand, like, at what point do you want us to forgive you for when you mess up? Because mm. you've messed up. This Jordan mm. Cheyenne woman, she's back on YouTube. She deleted her account. And now she's back. So I don't know if she's now... Because she needs to get that dollar. She needs to get that dollar. 100%. Exactly. Because what is your skill outside of YouTube? I'm not being rude. 
what was your skill? <laughs> no, no. I, we really need to. I'm not being rude. If someone's a YouTuber and you have a full time job alongside that, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about those people who, like, you know how to even edit the video. But some yeah. of these people, you're up there giving advice about how to live luxury lifestyle. I, and these times I can't see the luxury. You're buying entry level pieces into designer world and telling me that this is luxury. No. You can't tell me that this is luxury because you're hiring a designer bag to put in your vlog to let me know that you apparently bought the bag. Oh, yeah, you were telling me that sometimes people do that, they right? Hire, and I'm not, I actually am not against hiring because, actually, I think it's very sustainable. If you're somebody who you like to change your bag often and you like luxury, but you don't want to commit yeah. to buying something, I actually think it's a really good thing to do. But mm. a lot of YouTubers, you know, you see, okay, they got this bag and, oh, you're thinking to yourself, but I don't have that. Like, oh, how much is that? And mm. they're hiring it. Now, wouldn't it be honest to just mm. say, actually, I hire these things. And that means that you're, you can do it too, but they want to have this distance. I don't the know. perception that they've got yeah. the dollar, that they can afford it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, mean, I don't think I'd be a person that kind of like a higher rental service because I just like, like, you know, if I don't have it, I don't have it. Like, I'm my pocket, I can't get it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? However, if I'm able to save up and then I buy it and I put it on social media, I'm like, yeah. you know what? That's my hard work. Listen, I grinded. Do you know what I mean? I knocked myself out. So I do think that, you know what? I understand your point in terms of, yeah, they need to, yeah, they just need to do better. But I again, agree. to your point, what, what the skill do they have? Exactly. Some of them, exactly. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not too sure. <laughs> So on the back of, obviously, we were talking about um, a rental yeah. and reusing things and whole sustainability. Yeah. Um, it wasn't necessarily a post that I saw on a social media platform, okay. but it was a discussion topic on loose women. Um, and it was, would you reuse somebody else's underwear? So say, for example, you've got underwear, you know, you give away clothes yeah. to charity shops, et cetera, et cetera. Would you go and buy underwear from a charity shop that's already been used? <laughs> so that is just, you love <laughs> I know, it's crazy. I mean, I've got my view, but I'm really interested to find out. I think I already know it's going to be a no for you, but, like, I just I, want to find out, like, yeah, what happens? What would like you do? juices will soak into the fibres, so no matter how much washing you do... Yeah, hot wash, 100, I, yeah, I just, 100 degrees, doesn't matter, bleach. Because, like, for example, like, I'm just thinking of, like, babies. Like, I could reuse, like, people's vests and stuff. Like, I don't really mind, like, because babies, I feel like, I don't know, that's fine. But you, you still put a nappy between them. There's a nappy between the bottom of the vest. So there's not yeah. that intimate touching. Um, yeah. But I know that there's some people who don't even wipe properly after doing a shit. So I don't feel comfortable. Pers- I could do a bra, a bras I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything that actually goes in a crack, <laughs> in, a crevice. in a crevice, there's a potential musk aroma left behind. Yeah. Um, yeah. personally for me, I couldn't, but I, I can see why people could. I can't even, I couldn't even share my sister's underwear and I, I couldn't, I couldn't mm. even wear my husband's underwear. Like that's how deep it is even if my daughter grew up and we were the same size and she and i had run out of pants and she's like mom you can borrow one of mine i'll go commando thanks yeah <laughs> what, yeah what about you 
I mean, look, I, I understand that, you know, that it is, it has uh, benefits to being sustainable. Yeah. I think if you think about it, like we probably throw away so much underwear yeah. um, and we don't necessarily re- recycle it. I don't think underwear is a thing that you would want to basically like, you know, recycle through charity shops. That's just me. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily go and buy somebody else's underwear. I have bought in charity shops before. Um, you can find some yeah, epic deals in there. Some really nice, I saw a beautiful uh, Saint Laurent uh, jacket mm-hmm. that was in the chat. I just didn't buy it because I was trying to be good and stop buying yeah, fashion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, for me, that is, yeah, it's, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And I think, but you know what, to be fair though, I do understand in terms of like you know when you have people people was to stay round like your house or whatever and they last like they had a shower I would give like my mate like a pair of boxes to yeah, wear I just and I they just would wear that and potentially I would yeah I would I potentially would borrow theirs because like I'm their friend but they're not getting the underwear back because like, you... after I've washed okay. it I'm not gonna give it back I'll just <laughs> kind of wash the underwear to give it back to you do you know what I mean like they've given me the underwear because they they keep it I I, I would yeah I've done that before where I've had to wear. I'm really trying to think if anyone's ever lent me a pant. I mean, I don't. Why did I, I, why did did I get borrowed a pant? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's a bit different though for men because obviously, like our parts are a little bit different, yeah. and we don't really have like the gusset <laughs> of. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? No, I'm not. Listen, I'm gonna start. <laughs> listen. Boxers don't necessarily have like a gussie, and I think it's different for mm. women because obviously, as women, like you have your menstrual yes. cycles, etc., etc. So I am not like I grew up in a house full of women, yeah, yeah. so I saw knickers that was hanging on the radiator, all yeah. that jazz, whatever. But I think that's just a little bit different for guys in terms of wearing boxers. The only thing that's kind of there is just your balls in it, and it's not like an intimate area yeah. apart from your, your bum hole, yeah. maybe. And some men don't but, like very for well, women. Though, I think. But... Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So I know. <laughs> But to your point, I would either do commando or I would, yeah, I'd probably borrow a, box, a pair of my friend's boxes, okay. but then they just wouldn't get it back. And I've given boxes to, like, you know, back. a friend that's their ground. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. no. Could you imagine? I'm like, no, darling, keep it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Keep it. But, yeah, some people, they really do like to recycle underwear. They were saying that, you know, it's sustainable, mm. et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, mm, yeah, that's not for me. Mm. It's not for me. I wouldn't even, hold on, would I, if I was a girl, would I recycle it? Where I buy a bra. I probably wouldn't even buy a bra, you know, from a charity shop. I'm a bit, no. I mean, to be honest, there are bidders who will pay for your used underwear. So for me, I'd rather do that. This is true. People, you can make a dollar and a buck. That's sustainable. Yeah. And, he's, and the other party yeah. is happy. So everyone's yeah. a winner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I think I'm a proper germaphobe. So I, that's also why. I think if I was not so much of a germaphobe, I probably could borrow friends nicker um yeah but i i'm such a germaphobe that i couldn't if someone asked me to borrow a pair i probably would lend but i think i've been in instances where i have not had enough knickers or something but i think i ran to shop and bought some so i ran because i was near yeah. one so i was able to buy yeah and then i did give a friend a, a knicker but it was a new one out of the pack and i said you can keep it <laughs> so yeah so i've given a friend a knicker but it was new but i'm um, yeah, yeah that's mm, you know what it's interesting, isn't it? will save the world. Good for you. But yeah, you just think to yourself, what is the world kind of like come to it a little a bit? A little bit. Like, that we're recycling like underwear. I mean, to be fair, if they were to like take it and then make it into a garment or something mm. or like make, would I wear that? No, probably oh. not actually because I'll still have like people's things <laughs> like on my skin. But like, 
Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, make it into like a flag or reuse yeah. it in like some sort of like, I don't, like a shelter. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. like a shelter, would you? Yeah, okay. something like that. I think that would be quite cool. But also, you just have to question the manufacturers that like, why are our knickers ripping up so quick time? Because if it's a good yeah. brand, a good M&S pant will last you a couple of years. But you know what? Back in the day, I know this is going to sound a little bit like ratchet yeah. and ghetto, right? But, but back in the day, when I used to have underwear, when I was yeah. younger, like we're talking about when I was okay. like a child or whatever, and like my boxes like had a hole in them or whatever, yeah. like I used to like wash them, recycle them and use them as like a dust bag, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you know, a backup bush boy, isn't it? That yeah. was the last answer I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, no, but in terms of like, you know what, like, you just need a cloth, and if yeah, you didn't yeah. have like a cloth, it wasn't in the shop to like clean the mirrors or whatever, whatever. You just kind of use the like Mr. Muscle, wipe down like the mirror, and that's, I mean, that's, that's it. That's sustainable. That yeah, is sustainable. That's exactly. But I think the bigger argument shouldn't be actually can we recycle underwear? I think it's about what do we do with the packaging that I comes agree. with underwear okay. because underwear the boxes come in like yeah. plastic boxes etc I think obviously with knickers and bras is a bit different because I don't necessarily see women's underwear be packaged in boxes like men's mm. underwear but if you think about it like all those like plastic boxes and stuff like that like, what do yeah. we do with much. them because I don't when I buy I don't bring them back to no, the store I agree with you they go in the bin I agree women's some of them in some shops you will get like a pack of five or four, like yeah. just like you your cheap briefs. But yeah, they will come in plastic pack, which you don't need actually. Yeah. You could just like what I do like is some stores, even some of the bigger um, underwear stores, it's on a table. So you go and pick the ones you mm. need and then you go, which makes more sense. Mm. However, it's about the hygiene of the customers in the store because yesterday I okay. went to Little Bakery to go get myself a chocolate croissant as I do a couple times in a week to have my morning coffee yeah. and I saw a gentleman not using the plastic to cover the hand you know if because you can you can use a little plastic um bag to cover it's like a plastic bag to cover yeah. your hand if you want to just go in and take yeah. it because to be honest Little they don't always clean the tongs so for me personally I prefer to to use a plastic bag covered yeah um just taking a couple apple turnovers Picking which one you wanted. Touch, touch, touch. This is why COVID will never leave our shores. And then put them back down. down. So that's why I'm just like, well, if people don't even have, people were only only started washing their hands because of COVID. So you think I trust them to wash their pananis? I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You're you're definitely right. That's my finishing take on that one. Um, It's a no. (laughs) <laughs> oh god would it would it be another week if we didn't talk about the, the government i just honestly oh, of course. I, I don't know if you saw this but boris somebody's auntie i don't know who it was yeah and a light table oh on a oh my god i was screaming what what, what is going there? on what what why but, and she turned but, around yeah. and backed up into it yeah i backed up into boris johnson <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And the way the man was dancing, I saw a person, it looks like he's dancing as a yes. toddler. I mean, it's just the, 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 the typical, like, decrepit, mm. middle-class, mm. white man kind of dance. I'm so mm. sorry if we've got any white middle-class male listeners. I know that not all of you dance like Boris Johnson, but <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was a lot. But where was she over the lightsaber? I don't understand. And not being funny, the wig looks stiff. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> the wig looks stiff. The wig look as stiff as Boris's wine. Oh, I ain't gonna lie. God. It, 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 it. I just don't know how a person of colour can 
do anything with Boris. This man is Islamophobic. I would say he's probably racist. He's classist. Mm. And he also told us we should prepare for our loved ones to die. So anyone who can dance with a light- lightsaber with Boris Johnson, you're cancelled. I don't know whose aunt, whose mum, whose cousin that is, but I suggest you have a firm word with her. Because I don't know if she didn't know what was going on, yeah. she didn't know who he was. Maybe she was just dancing and he came along. She's like, oh, let me have a little dance with this man. Maybe she didn't know who he was. But if you could let her know. That it is not okay. okay. Yeah, that's no, do we know when this party was? You know what? Was this the party that we're talking about in question? There's a lot of parties, you at. I, I, oh, who course. knows at this point? And Boris is, is holding on. He said, he said he's not going nowhere, even though more and more bullying stories have come to lie. Um, you know, the partying, the, you know, everything behind closed doors. I do think it's Gossip Girl XOXO Dominic Cummings um, who's releasing... Oh, cool, that's He's snake. a snake, but I God. love it. He's just... But you know, you know, it's just they're just all a mess. You know, I just I, we was when I did not ever. I have never imagined that I would actually be here to see this nonsense play Absolutely. out in 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 our government. Like literally, it's just it too, much. too much. But yeah, I mean, like oh god, those guys it's really those bad. I just. Of course, it's so entertaining. Yeah. The rest of Europe's looking at us like what, what a mess. mess. But that's what happens when you let you know what I mean because it reminds me of like. Donald Trump and the kind of chaos that mm. he was causing, and and people were sure. like, "Oh, well, Boris Johnson's not like that," but it's chaos. Like he, he's just chaotic mm. and pretty cartel and Rishi Sunak and the whole gang. Don't worry, your time is coming soon. So, <laughs> what's that? That's the Grim Reaper coming for your leadership. <laughs> that is what it is. That is what it is. <laughs> I would love, you know, I would really like to interview, you know, it would be amazing. I know yeah, it's never yeah. going to happen, but I would just, I would dream to just interview Boris. Just because, you know, obviously they all swear the yeah, questions, yeah, yeah. etc. And I'm just going to say to him, when he's talking about, like, he didn't know that there was a party, I'd be like, Boris, describe leadership mm. in, like, five words. So what does that actually mean mm. to you? What does a good leader look like? I bet you he's going to be like, you know, role modelling, take accountability. I was like, so you, you're not a leader then? Because those are the behaviours that you're not demonstrating. How could you not know that there was parties in number 10? What are you talking about? Because you are right. Like, you set, and everyone is right. Like, he's the one yeah. who sets the president. But I don't understand how you're going to know, how there's going to be 100 plus people roving up in number mm-hmm. 10 or whatever, or these little parties, and you not know. You knew about mm-hmm. it. It's okay. Do, and when you sat up there, I want to apologise. Mr. Speaker, I would like to apologise. Boris, go sit down. <laughs> Go and sit down. Go and sit down. Oh, Hot mess. I welcome. will be tuning into Prime Hot yeah. Mess Express. Prime Minister's questions every week. If people don't watch it, just even if you just look for the clips, it's hilarious because these MPs, they're even someone his own in his own party, they want him out. So oh, yeah, no, it's sure. very hilarious. I think the last one was like thirty-five letters of yeah, no yeah. confidence. I think I don't, I'm not sure what the um the minimum is I before they then take it 54? to Fifty-two or fifty-four, one of yeah. those numbers. But even then, like, um, there's been news in the week. I think yesterday I was reading that um, some MPs are being threatened that if they do letters of um, no confidence, that they'll have money pulled for for their yeah for their constituencies, which is wrong. It's wrong, but I can f- fully imagine happens. 
Oh, okay, I know for sure. Uh, yeah, it's politics. It's an MP who cares? That's what, it, that's what it is. You know, it's hard, but then maybe it's time for you to not be in the Conservative government anymore. <laughs> um, also, you know, there's been some rumours maybe Jeremy Corbyn might go for mayorship. I think he should go for mayor of London. I think he win by a landslide. So I know we're not always. Is he any better than um, Sadiq? Don't get me started, yeah. Sadiq. Oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started on Sadiq because I am. Um, you, you know what? Next election. If he's running, I'm staying at home. I'm not voting. I don't care at this point because uh, not two weeks ago, a young boy was stabbed to death in Croydon. 15-year-old mm. young boy was stabbed to death. And people are asking him, and you know what? Before I used to be like, oh, do you know what? Come on now. He's doing his job with me. But what are you doing about knife crime? Where, who are you meeting with? What leaders, what leaders in the community are you speaking to about actually tackling this problem because mm. it gets to the point where you think to yourself i don't want my kids i don't want my cousins i don't want my siblings i don't want to even be out at night a woman was raped an 18 year old woman was well i just even see that as a girl that's a baby girl raped at peckham station mm. at 8 p.m came out of the station raped by two men like london is becoming a bit lawless in my opinion and i don't really know what he's in mm. i know police cuts and things like that come from above i understand those things however there are many grassroots groups who are doing the work so what are you doing to ensure yeah. that they can still do their work in their communities so this does not continue what is going on with the schools what is going people don't understand mm. that like if your kids have been at home or schools are not open properly and people also people aren't out because of the the pandemic i feel like you know even though things are open socially maybe people aren't out as much so actually if you're coming mm. at eight o'clock you're thinking eight o'clock peck and right like how could that happen well actually i can mm. imagine because i know the street she walked down i've walked down there loads of times and i it's very quiet no one's around yeah so i sadiq you need to do your job yeah, but I don't think he's going to... I mean, he hasn't really done... For me, I don't no. think... I know we've mentioned this on other episodes. I don't necessarily think that he's done no. anything, like, in his tenure no. of being mayor, apart from just get grey out and look nice <laughs> even more. No, I know. And I know this might come across, like, I'm, I, you know, bring it being really, really shallow. But, like, it's yeah. true. Like, he hasn't necessarily no. done anything. I do think, as well, like, to your point, yeah, I definitely think that they need to meet up with the leaders in the mm. community to really address this problem. I do feel that sometimes, though, I think it could be the media. I, whilst I know yeah, that, yeah, you know, the media have got an issue with you know teenage violence or knife crime etc i do feel that sometimes the media can really focus mm -hmm. on a particular topic and then like almost they um they fear monger yeah, yeah, i would say because i think it detracts away from it, it distracts us away from actual things That's that are happening true. behind the fucking scenes so i do feel like so i know like back in the day it was definitely that narrative about black youth yeah, crime yeah. um and all that jazz and that's quite interesting because actually that there's a lot of crime that happened in like that happens in like manchester and mm -hmm. glasgow etc and that's white on white crime but we're not saying white on white say, crime yeah. it so we, so it's quite interesting that now and whilst i know that the narrative is potentially not black youths but as soon as you think about knife you think, about, knife, that, you think yeah. about gang and you associate with black yeah, yeah. people so i do feel that there's a piece of work that we need to do in terms of how to change that narrative mm. from the media but then to your point yeah what is Sadiq yeah. doing in terms of knife crime because this stuff has been about yes. for years. and it's not and i think it's not understanding i mean any snatch readers who readers listeners who are born and raised in london you know about the the impact of gentrification on certain areas 
Um, yeah. And it's that kind of them versus us, poor versus wealthy. You have, I mean, as I said, Brixton, I've said it before in other episodes, a very classic example. You go to certain parts of Brixton. Yeah, it's great. I like to be able to go out in Brixton and mm. not feel like anything's going to happen. Because obviously I grew up mm. near there, like, you know, just 10 minutes down the road. So I already know, no one has to tell me what Brixton was like. But mm. it's when I, as a, a black person or a person of colour, don't feel comfortable going out in Brixton because I feel like I'm not wanted there and actually not are the are the businesses who are in those areas and i'm sure some do but are they sourcing from the local butchers the local market stores Mm -hmm. are they getting their ingredients from people what is being done to actually create a community rather than yeah um you know if anyone's read like i can't say i'm 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 the most knowledgeable about bell hooks but i used a lot of her work when i was doing my um ma Mm -hmm. and it talks a little bit about exoticism and you know, mm-hmm. people wear it as a as a as a costume because they they mm-hmm. see it as it's very like oh I live in Brixton or oh, it's really like this Caribbean it's really multicultural because it's it's almost like a sentence to say I'm not racist because I live in an area where there are black and Asian people. Nobody said you're racist. Yeah. However, you could say you are prejudiced or maybe even classist because really and truly, mm. do you think you're doing those people a favor by living there when they can't afford to eat in the same places that you do? That's the question you have to ask yeah. yourself. So, and I'm not saying this is yeah. like a direct attack to attack on white people. It's not that. It's not all white people. It's people who come from the shires. I hate to say it. Maybe from out of London and you've come to settle in areas that are very, you know, multicultural. How are you making sure that you're actually giving back to the community rather than taking? Yeah. Yeah, no, for hundred percent. And even I think that for me, like you know, gentrification is super real, yeah. as you know. As you know, my area that I live in, Northwest Baby, very it was very very rough yeah. back in the day. It's very affluent now. Like you know what, I think there are ten uh, families of color on this street when there actually it was about fifty fifty oh, when wow. I was growing up. Um, so now there's only like ten, and we're mm. one of them. Um, so I do, and you know, I'm looking to obviously get onto the yeah. property, move into East, probably looking at Newham, and I'm really part of that problem because I would say, yeah, fair enough. I grew up working class. I think now I'm mm. middle class, so I can go out and go on these holidays, and I can buy what I want to buy and not mm-hmm. have to worry about it. Um, so I will be moving into Newham, and I'll be part of that continuous yeah. cycle. So I'm pushing out. Uh, the, the, uh, members of that community and it's quite a heavy South Asian yeah. community where they can't necessarily afford to buy their own flat so they'll be moving mm-hmm. further out but I am going to promise myself that I need to give back to the community via buying from mm. locals eating in the restaurants etc because I do think that that's massively yeah. important um so yeah no it's a, it's a, it's a it, that's the thing though isn't it when you live in kind of like a capitalist I know. you want to the capitalist treats but at the same time yeah but if, yeah, you know, yeah. we're doing the same thing. Also, you know, shout out to everybody that had Detty December in Ghana. I'm glad you enjoy yourself because I was hating. Um, but yeah. it's again <laughs> the same thing. People from here, we go and we enjoy the restaurants and we enjoy the party life. But are we also doing the same thing? Are we are we taking mm. a slight as black people? We have to ask ourselves: Are mm. we taking a colonial mindset back to our home countries? Agreed. How are you actually yeah. giving back? And it's not about building a well in a village. Yeah. It's not about building a well in a mm-hmm. village. I would like to reiterate that. People who build schools and things like that, that's amazing. I'm not taking away from that. But giving, like, I saw a really good thing on Twitter. And just my, 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 my other Twitter thing. Uh, someone was praising the fact that they got their hair done in, I think it was in Lagos, and they paid $15 
to get a whole head of mm-hmm. braids done where in the states they would pay i don't know near enough 200 and they were really happy about that but the question is sis you paid her 15 dollars, and you're proud give her the give 200, her the 200. Now. even if you gave her 150, 150 100 70 50 even if you $15. if she said 15 is her standard i would double at least if that's the, if, if that's the minimum you can do double it because that in itself again we're doing the same thing we're going and i'm not saying mm-hmm. auntie that the, the price is the price but you've gone and got micro braids and you've paid her 15 dollars. no you're right. taking the piss so yeah, that's that, that's a that's a lot. That's we went from Boris to all sorts in that bit. Boris to all sorts. We I love it. I love so it. the last part of uh, tales tales from the timeline. Yes. Washing up this course. <laughs> now apparently there's an order to how you do mm. your dishes, and I'm going to open it to you so I can make sure I've got the order correct. Right. So how do you do your dishes? Because I was like, I didn't realize that this is a thing. I think I got taught the order of how to do dishes. I think when I did food technology in school, we we actually had to learn the order. Okay. Shout out to Miss Beard. Yeah. Um, she said, "This is how you wash up. This is the order of you wash things." So right. just for people who obviously can't see the tweet, the order, the, the number they have, you have to tell what order you do it. So number one is cutlery. Number two is plates. Mm-hmm. Number three is uh, glassware, glasses, mugs, I guess. And four would be your your, your saucepans, maybe your baking trays, etc. What order do you yeah. do your washing up in? I mean, I don't really, I don't <laughs> think I've got an order. <laughs> I don't really have an order. I mean, like, I would probably do plates and glasses yeah. first. Um, and then I would do cutlery. Yeah. And then I'll do uh, pots yeah. and pans the last, because that's the yeah. biggest thing. But that's the hardest thing because you've got to bring up the scouring pad sometimes and actually need yeah. to catch fresh water because like so I would yeah always do like the plates yeah. and the glasses first and foremost get them done the cutlery is like the bits at the bottom and sometimes the amount of times I've stabbed myself <laughs> with a fork or a knife Same. I've got in there it's been a lot so I'm like but therefore I'll do the saucepans yeah. yeah at the last I, feel, I didn't know that I there was an order I, well I mean I know there's an order and you're right like the pa- the pots and pans they should really always be last because they normally have like the most grime and grease and the harder to yeah. clean I do cutlery and cups first i always do cutlery and cups first and then i do plate however right. if we're under pressure and time is i don't have time for all of that we, one two yeah. three interchangeable i don't really care it's just whatever we can quickly wash and put away but this yeah. is just giving me the wash the wash legs situation again i don't know why twitter always finding something to kind of like no do you know what i mean <laughs> this is too much Really? Yeah. About washing the way you wash stuff? I mean, some people have a dishwasher, so therein lies the problem, and that's what I'll be getting well, when this... I move, because yeah. I don't wash anymore. I mean, yeah, I've got a dishwasher at current. Like, I put the most dishwasher... of the stuff in the dishwasher, but like, apart from like pots and pans, I have yeah, to scrub yeah, those, because like, there's some things that just the, the fan of water... Yeah. And the one little tablet, that's not really going to get yeah. out like everything. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, I didn't know that this was actually a thing. I'm just like... Just people go a little bit too... There's a lot of... I... Some people wash their pots <laughs> and pans it. first, which I thought was a bit... I suppose if there's a... They're the most difficult. So if you want to get them out of the way yeah. first, then I'll say fair enough. But I always do it but at the know... end. I think, you know what, to be... I think it depends on actually 
do I need space? So if yeah. I need space, maybe let me just wash and that and then get that out of the way. And let, but you yeah. know what? There's a few, yeah. you're just going to laugh at me, right? But this is how you, well, maybe in not everyone else's African home, but there's a few things that when I moved out, I was like, wow, this really makes washing up or doing certain things a lot easier that mm. I didn't know about because mm. mom was just doing things how she did in Ghana. So scouring mm. pad where we just i just used to get in there with the sponges the sponge was ruined and the green bit came off we went and got a new sponge to scrub until you got it off you left it like i didn't use a scouring pad so i know really? so that was muscle elbow grease oh no we no had a i never pad used sure. them i did it i was like oh right yeah, and I always had a scouring yeah. pad. Yeah, for the Dutch part, you need to get out the mm. cupboard go and stuff like that. Yeah, no, you have to do a scouring soak, pad. Soak, and then she used elbow grease and she would. Mad. So when I moved, oh. that's what I started doing. <laughs> and I thought, no, this can't be it. Hold tight, you boy. <laughs> yeah. Now we use a scouring pad. <laughs> and then even like, people are going to laugh at me because it's not fish, but like even peeling potatoes, the knife. Mm. So when I was like, oh, people use peelers, I use the knife. So yeah, mum used yeah, the knife. That's how I but I think that's but I can't yeah, I don't no. have time for that. I'm not even gonna lie, I'm not skilled when it comes to peanut potatoes now because not being funny. I mean I started cooking at like the age of seven. That's I did good. like I know a lot of people like find it really hard to believe, but I used to love watching yeah, my mum yeah. cook. So like Sunday dinner always used to help, etc. And like when I was like probably about like ten or whatever, where I actually could handle she trusted me to yeah, handle yeah, the knife yeah. myself and I'm trying to cut, cut like peel potatoes. Now I'm like literally taking the majority of the potato <laughs> off in it so because <laughs> I, I wasn't skilled enough I didn't have like I wouldn't say my measurements yeah. in terms of like trying to just get the skin off was accurate <laughs> so uh yeah no it was so yeah I peel it all the way yeah, now yeah now I 100%. do for, for speed because I've just got to you know cook for three people like, yeah speed. That's, uh, but I was yeah. a knife I was using a knife yeah what about like dish what about like dish dishes water like you know sometimes like when people like you wash up your yeah. things and let's say you wash it like let's say your fork and then your yeah, plates yeah. and whatever right do you drain the sink put a fresh bit of water in to then clean the glasses and then do the cups like i sometimes do that because i'm like you know what like you can't use the, the water's looking a bit murky still <laughs> just... it is it's looking murky i'm not so so i don't fill the sink which oh like which my husband finds quite interesting because he will feel like like mm. you do fill it up, put some soap in, squash wash, and then rinse whatever. I don't. I just wash everything. So I just wet my sponge mm. or whatever. I have my little, and then I just scrub everything, and then I rinse with the mm. water. So I I never have water in the mm. sink. The reason why I don't have water in the sink, I have done it that way, but it really annoys me because sometimes some people I live with, no shade, do not unplug. So it's just murky water mm. in the sink, which makes me sick. I'm just like, I don't want to put my hand mm. in there. It's the germaphobe in me. I can't put my yeah. hand into dirty water. Like, it just makes me feel sick. Like, I don't know yeah. if I'm going to touch something slimy. I don't know if there's going to be a sharp knife under there. I mean, it's not that murky. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but I just, I can't put my hand in there. So I don't mm. do it. But I see the logic. Learn mm. a lot about myself today. Because I was just like, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just another episode yeah. and you get smashed. Um, yeah, no, I always do like, yeah, I would run like one batch yes. of water, wash up, then obviously like change it over. Yeah. I think that's cool. And what about rinsing? Because some people don't rinse, you know, they basically just do the little, um, wash it with, you know, soap and then just put it on the side. Because I don't want to, I don't want okay, a side cool. of 
chemical poisoning with my food. But I remember, I'm sure when you used to, when Fairy Liquid used to get advertised, yeah. right? They used to advertise it of just washing yeah, yeah, it and yeah, putting yeah. it on the side, no rinsing. Yeah. I didn't make that no, up, right? No, no, you're right? correct. And I think, I think now they've actually said you need to rinse. You, I think it was like an advertising thing to get people to, yeah. and also I guess back then as well, water was like not a privilege, but I feel like it was a bit more expensive, com- like comparatively to mm. people's salaries. So people, yeah. it was like you, everyone had one bath you know and you use the water yeah. again so i think that's i feel like they marketed it that way oh, wait, <laughs> wait, wait sorry when you say people had one bath and use the water then what do you mean exactly? i mean from my understanding of british history because water was like um mm. quite expensive obviously any british people english people i should say not just british but english people specifically had grandparents etc wartime stories to tell me please correct me if i'm wrong but water used to be quite expensive or you know you didn't always have running water or hot water so it was like you might heat up the water for the bath and everyone's getting in so it would be maybe the smallest the children first they would have their bath and then obviously maybe dad would be the last and then get into the water i'm just thinking about the poo particles and especially children and stuff because you know kids are dirty (laughs) (laughs) god I mean, we used to use, like, as you know, as black people, I, I don't know if I'm the only one, the bucket bath. The bucket bath, you fill the bucket. Did you ever do bucket bath? Maybe it's an African thing. So you have your bucket with hot water. Everyone has their own bucket, but you have mm. your bath. You've got your bucket with mm. your hot water, cold water, and your cup. Mm. And so you start doing shower, like, you still scrub yourself, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And then you go through the yeah. grand finale where you, like, say yeah. that bit and you pour it all over yourself and you're like yes. yeah 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 um yeah so we yeah. i guess that's sort of the equivalent because you didn't waste water that way um but everyone, everyone had, had their own, own water yeah. and their own bucket yeah. there so that's quite different to what we do. <laughs> but no yeah, yeah okay. so I, think, I feel like it's linked to that something to do with the whole water thing so people okay. even now still don't rinse their plates wow but i just I just think you're going to be tasting yeah, like soap sauce and very liquid in your meal. Do you I know just, what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. All these things contribute. I hate, I'm not going to be conspiracy theorist, but I do feel like all this pesticides, chemicals, you're just building yeah. it up in your body. There was a study actually yeah. about pregnant women, healthy pregnant women's placentas. These are healthy women. They tested mm. the placenta of, I think it was like 40 pregnant women, and they found plastic particles. Did you yes. hear about that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Where's I heard about that. From? Yeah, that's mad. I think it's coming from yeah, the no, things we eat, and oh, I'm not going to lie, tap water. Um, <laughs> you think the vaccine will get you? I think the tap water will get us first. <laughs> <Imagine>. <laughs> if they're going to get rid of us, they'll put it in the tap water. I'm telling you. <laughs> After I saw what was into my plants, I said, "Not again." Filter for me. I have a jug. I can't. Everyone should watch Dark Water. Is that a good one to watch. There's a film oh, called Dark Water. It's quite good actually. I'm I think it's actually based on a true story. I think, well, yeah. I, so I don't trust tap water, but anyway, that's a story for another day. But um, yeah, so that's I think the reasoning. But we cool. learn something new every day. Um, there you go. But yeah, that is this week's tales from the timeline. So tales from the yeah. So yes, you will see us around yeah. very shortly with uh, some more tales for yeah. the timeline. But until then, um, enjoy whatever you're doing. When you're listening to this, grab a piece of coffee. I was going to say a piece of coffee. <laughs> piece of cake. <laughs> Have a cup of coffee, a cup of tea and settle in. But yes, until next time, Wigs and Snatchets, take care and see Bye. you soon. Yeah. Bye.